Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Alyssa Nichol. Hey. Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. Ward Bell. Oh, hello. I'm Charles Max Wood from devchat.tv. And this week we have a special guest, and that is Jesse Sanders. Jesse, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Let people know who you are, what you do, why you're famous? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Jesse Sanders. I'm the CEO of Rebug. Uh, we're a local consulting firm here in Denver, Colorado. And most of my focus is around um, uh, or, uh, architecting applications and then um, helping clients come up with uh, creative solutions for their uh technical problems so yeah brie bug that that name reminds me of cheese i like you a lot now hey can you expand on what you mean by helping clients come up with what was it you said creative creative <laughs> creative <laughs> solutions yes creative absolutely. Solutions. yeah can you like expand upon that sure absolutely we're a local consultancy here in denver and we work with a lot of different clients um a lot of the stuff that we uh, work with is clients that have gotten either in over their head with um, old technologies, or they're they're currently in an Angular project right now, and they're 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 struggling. They're having you know difficulties figuring out how do we address these technical challenges. What if I get it over on my head on a current technology? <clears throat> well, one of those current technologies that we work with absolutely is <laughs> Angular, and that's that's primarily where we steer uh, people towards is Angular and, and looking at patterns like Redux or MobX or something like that to help them, you know, control and uh, the the state and the changes and the component to component communication. So, yeah, that's that's largely what we do. Um, we work with a, a variety of clients with a variety of very interesting problems. So, uh, lots of new stuff to always look at and, and figure out like how we're going to approach this. So you know why Angular's so hard then, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is that, um, is that like a punchline to it? Is that a setup for a that joke? That sounds like a setup for a joke. Maybe. <laughs> why is it so hard? How many developers does it take to turn it, screw in an <laughs> Angular cycle? Right. So, Jesse, you're the CEO, is that right? Correct. Absolutely. Um, and I've been a developer myself for uh, 20 years um, as well. So, yeah, lots of... Uh, Lots of different experience, you know, as a developer and working on projects. Awesome. So we, we brought you along to talk about NGRX and entities and Redux state. And I'm using a bunch of terms that um, I think some people are going to be familiar with, but a lot of other people are going to be kind of unfamiliar with. You know, they start out with the basic uh, generic 
normal, I don't know what other word to use, Angular setup. And they stick components in their page and it all goes nicely. So, so what is this state management stuff that we're all worried about here then? Sure, that's a great question. Um, you know, as applications are, are small, it's pretty easy. We can start to create components and, and those components are going to admit and subscribe to, you know, events being fired. But as we start to get into larger applications and we get into enterprise class um, applications, that communication becomes more complex and especially over a period of time. Um, if we're talking about a really small team of one or two developers, it's pretty easy to manage, like, you know, who's calling what and, and what uh, components are, you know, emitting events and, and uh, uh, subscribing to events. But as we get into larger teams and larger applications, it gets a lot more complicated. And before we know it, a lot of times we'll get into this spaghetti code mess. Mm-hmm. And so that's where libraries like Redux are Actually, the library is NGRX, but the concept is Redux. And the idea here is to start to simplify our communication. So if we think about, you know, what I think about is the original, you know, AngularJS, when we first started out, you know, we wrote these really big controllers and really big views and things were great. You know, we were really big on two-way data binding. And and then we started moving towards a component-based design, and and that really helped simplify things. We no longer have controllers that are a couple thousand lines of of, uh, JavaScript code and you know, a couple thousand lines of HTML. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real. Uh, to be honest, actually, you should, you know, you can, with the best pattern, I still see um, people doing that anyway. They just love their thousand lines of code. But yeah, go ahead. It, does, yeah, it doesn't start that way, though, right? I mean, you just keep adding stuff until it works. And... <laughs> It would be so awesome if you could start with a thousand lines of code, right? Like open up a file, boom, there's a thousand lines of code there. I, I, actually, that's very easy to do. There are code generators that do this for us. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but I digress. Please. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, basically as we massive controllers, massive views, and we start to break them down into components, you know, this uh, now managing all the complexity of these components firing and, you know, we make a, a change over here and it affects three other components. And what starts to happen then is over a period of time is we start to get confused over what components are doing what. Um, it's very difficult to map all the eventing and, and, and whatnot that's going on. And, and so Redux is a pattern to help us start to manage that and have a central store, a central way of handling um, all those events. So instead of having each component know about, you know, everything that's going on uh, within its own world, we start to to break things down to smart components and dumb components. And smart components understanding really be more top level, ta- uh, page level uh, components, if you will. And then dumb components going, well, I don't really know what happens, but you just click the save button and I'm, I'm supposed to dispatch an event and, and somewhere else mm-hmm. it, it gets handled. So it really helps us simplify our code. Our components go from, you know, um, a couple hundred lines of code to often down to maybe 50 lines of code. So um, the Redux pattern itself, uh, what I love about it, it's unopinionated. I have lots of different ways that I can implement it. Um, it's also a pattern where it's not a all or nothing. You know, a lot of times we have to, if we're going to adopt um, a, a technology or, or an enterprise pattern, we're going to have to, you know, pretty much adopt it for everything and, and completely restructure our application. The great thing about Redux is, is that we can actually just focus on the areas that are the biggest problems and then decide on a case-by-case basis in the other areas whether or not we want to use uh, the, the Redux pattern and, and put that data into a store because sometimes it doesn't necessarily make sense to do so. So let me see if I understand this correctly. You can go in on a project that has been just 
developed in your typical, I'm just going to write code way. And you could just add Redux sort of incrementally in places that there are problems. And that's one of the tactics you use. Absolutely. A lot of times we do have these great applications, but we'll have one area that, that is a particular problem. Um, it might be overly complicated. Um, a really good example might be a, a wizard where we're stepping through back and forth between steps and we have a lot of state management that, that's going on. And so the great thing here is we don't have to uh, address the entire application. I can just go in and, and, and pinpoint that one little spot that's causing a problem and we can get that fixed. Um, and address those issues with Redux and then leave the rest of the app until such time that we decide, yeah, you know, we want to go ahead and convert the rest of it. Or we may decide that, no, yeah, you know what, it's actually quite well just as is. One other thing I just want to clarify quickly, um, you keep using uh, the word Redux. And I know some people are going to say, isn't that a React thingy and not an Angular thingy? And thingy is a technical term that I use. Um, can you just explain... You know, basically, you know, NGRX is based around Redux. And, uh, yeah, can you just uh, deepen our knowledge there a yeah, little sure, bit? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, we know so Redux, is, about? Redux itself is just a pattern. Um, it, it, it's actually unopinionated. It, it doesn't, it's not tied to a particular framework. Though most of us, when we hear Redux, we think about React because that's where it really uh, got a lot of traction where it started out at. Um, the NGRX library adopted um, the... Uh, Redux pattern, and that's what brought Redux to Angular. There's actually, I think, a couple of different implementations, but I believe the NGRX library is the most popular. Mm -hmm. and, and so when we talk about Redux, I, I tend to say just Redux because we, we may have people using different libraries besides NGRX, and so I want to be conscious of that. Um, the most popular one and the one that we use most often is NGRX. In fact, actually, we don't use any of the other uh, libraries. Um, and and so I, I hope that clears it up. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of. But Jesse, you talk about it being unopinionated. I, I, um, I'm uh, completely uh, confused by that. Ward has an opinion that it's not unopinionated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, it, it, it has pretty strong opinions, don't you think? Well, there are some, um, there are some, but there's no, like, you don't have to implement it any particular way. So it's not, it, it's not actually forcing you to go down, a, um, uh, outside of some actions, reducers, um, outside of those two concepts, you don't actually have to go out and implement, um, you know, effects if you don't want to highly you recommend. Got, yes, you yeah, do. you do. You got to do. So, yes, you do. You have to do something like a <laughs> Because you have to do, you have to call do something asynchronous, and reducers are, if nothing else, synchronous. So you have to do. If you're not going to use effects, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something, but you don't necessarily exactly have to go down that path. Um, there are some other ways you can implement it without an effect. Effects is the easiest way to do it. It's the cleanest way to do it, in my opinion. Um, and, and yet, you're right. There are some things that are that are opinionated. You know, you're going to need to set up actions. You're going to need to set up um, reducers. Um, and you're going to have to deal with your asynchronous actions. And you're um, going to have to have immutable data too, right? If the whole thing falls apart have, if you if you mutate, right? Uh, absolutely. And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about with the NGRX uh, entity library and, and talk about how we want to store data um, versus just tossing stuff in and, and then hoping that we're going to be able to work with it later. Because it's actually super simple to uh, mutate your data, especially when we're talking about nested data. Okay. So... 
want to back up just a little bit and ask you a couple of questions. I mean, I know we want to talk about entity. And when I saw your uh, talk over at Angular Mix, is that talk online? It's not, right? Actually, it is. It's posted on our Breva. Right. You you guys recorded it. That's right. Angular Mix didn't, but you guys did. Um, we ended up recording that ourselves um, at uh, Angular Mix, and we posted that out there. The, the slides are also available, and I believe we also have a link for the um, uh, the GitHub project that we use showing how we take an existing Redux product or project and then be able to convert that over uh, using the, uh, the new entity library. Okay, so I saw that talk, that was very interesting, but I wanted to ask you about um, just NGRX in, in general, right? So I think that there's a fairly common perception amongst people that Redux and NGRX specifically, but Redux in general, is really used by a lot of people because it's used by a lot of people, right? So like it's only used because it's popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you? What would I've heard you, that expressed. What would you say about that? Sure. You know, I'm not sure what other people's motives are for using it. Um, I, I think that sometimes people use it in a situation where it doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of use cases you can come back and say, you know what, Redux is not the right choice. 